is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19. Station strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It was pretty cool to see the first college football poll of the year, the coaches poll. Michigan is number two, but they didn't get a first place vote. Georgia, number one, Alabama, three, Ohio State, four. Georgia got the most first place votes. Alabama, I think, got four, Ohio State, one. And one thing, I I respect all three schools for being like five-star destinations, but they all lost their quarterback. And J.J.'s back with the Wolverines in Ann Arbor. As they're ready to come down the tunnel and across the way, they're looking at East Carolina. A formidable foe. Sure. Their September schedule, just how do I say this? Stinks. So here's the first preseason coaches poll in college football in 2023. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee are top 10. Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon. The next five with Washington and Oregon coming to the Big Ten. Reports say now. Stanford and Cal are looking at joining the ACC. That makes it really easy on the travel for the volleyball team from Palo Alto, California to Chapel Hill. So the ACC is trying to not be the next Pac-12, like piranhas. Money piranhas. Why does that sound like the old school Three Stooges? Sweetly, Mo, pick one. All right, so after Oregon at 15, TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State, Oklahoma, North Carolina. Get you to 20. In the first college football poll, Michigan at number two. Final five. Wisconsin, Old Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech and Texas A&M. Iowa would be 26th in this poll with Cade McNamara as their QB. Other notables, 
UCLA soon to join the Big Ten. At about 31, did Michigan State get any votes? Minnesota got 16 votes. No, Maryland got 10. No votes for Michigan State. So when I predicted, which I pinned to the top of Ad Huge Show on Twitter, when I said the Lions 14-3 and and NFC North champions and Michigan 15-0 and national champions in college football and Michigan State 4-8, and people are ripping me. I'm going to play a game with the Michigan State fans. Tell me one guy on offense who's contributed in a green and white, shadow black uniform, whatever they got. I will say I did see the video. The Tom Izzo football building with the new locker rooms where Tom donated a ton of money. Those are sweet. They are really sweet. And that, that goes over big with recruits. Like LSU has like pull-out beds that you slide out and you can take a nap. How come we don't have one of those right here by the broadcast area? And then give me a refrigerator and a stove. I'd never have to leave. The huge show could be on 24 hours a day. Yeah, so I'm sticking with it. Lions 14-3 and NFC champions. Michigan 15-0 and national champions in Michigan State 4-8. and They don't miss a bowl game. And I wonder... If 2025 would be a make-it-or-break-it year for Mel Tucker while he's raking in $9.5 million. But the reason they can pay that, they're getting a ton of money from their new TV deal. And they have big boosters at Michigan State. Even though Ishbia and buying the Suns, I don't think he can connect to the players as much as he could previously. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, an opinion maker, and also co-host of Couch in the Room podcast. He'll join us in a few moments. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com within 30 minutes. And John Conlon. He is the head soccer coach at Byron Center High School for the ladies. He's our soccer insider. He's solid on air along with the Brony brothers. We'll talk about the USA's exit. First time ever before the semifinals. And if you watched how they lost, oh my Lord. You don't see that many PK's penalty kicks missed. <laughs> and Rapino laughing just that nauseated me. But they're out, and the rest of the world's catching up. And as John Conlon said in studio a week ago, when all these high-level clubs in these countries who are soccer crazy now are training girls with the boys and their pro teams are having female teams aligning with their male teams, they're catching us. And we're not doing that. The MLS, yeah, and watching Messi last night, the guy's unbelievable. But they should have women's teams with them. Seriously, if you want to grow the sport. But, you know, right now it's a money grab. That's why youth soccer to club soccer, what, this is the third women's professional league, the W or NWSL trying to make it. No, you, you need to get the ladies young. And U.S. soccer's over here, and they don't. You got MLS next. You got National League. It's just, a, it's a money grab. Trust me, I had kids go through club soccer. My daughter didn't play club soccer for almost five years, and she's playing soccer at Aquinas College, which they were a Final Four team NAI. So club sports is not the be all end all 
I will tell you, it's her hard work, not me. I didn't do anything. It's how hard you train, how hard you want it, how hard you work. Not how far you have to travel to play games, being honest. Graham Kalchak, who I think is a pretty big soccer fan, he joins us for the I, Lansing I got State a, Journal. I got a... I got a co-ed rec league soccer game tonight, so I'm 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 in this I'm in this realm. You're married though, aren't you? In a co-ed, usually when I played co-ed sports, they were awesome when I was single. So th- that 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 is true. That that was uh, the original idea, but now it just gives me uh, at least uh, gives me a leg up athletically. You know, I mean, when I go up for a header with a five foot two woman, I usually I usually win. So. That's that's my reason for sticking okay, with it. Okay, first off, point. what you just explained to me, I can't even comment on. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. There's anyway. a, a <laughs> soccer and golf have so many things you just can't, you just can't comment on them. You just got to keep moving. All right. Uh, uh, this expanding Big Ten, I read your column uh, yesterday. I, I know we all have this. Not righteous, holier-than-thou mentality, but we all want it to be like it used to be when we're growing up, and it's just a different generation, a different world right now, and money nobody ever saw coming for college sports. So the question is, when does the Big Ten stop expanding? It's a good question. It, it's when it, 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 at some point, it stops being good for the Big Ten. And this might be that. Like We may reach that point, because already this is the Oregon and Washington aren't adding anything financially. Um, they're not, I mean, they're, they're good schools. But they're not, this isn't like Stanford's academics or uh, some other brand of, of football or something. That you, it, it, it's good, but it's not like they really, it's not like the Big Ten gets any better or any more financially secure uh, by adding these two schools. U, USC gave them something. It, it elevated their brand and helped them with the size of the last media rights deal they got. UCLA came along for the ride. And, but that's, that's it. And, and, and to how much and to what it was worth to have a whole league collapse. Like if you don't take USC and you get $55 million a school instead of $60 million and the Pac-12 still exists, is that not better? Like, you know what I mean? Like in, in hindsight, I don't know that this is worth it, even though I understand that Things are going to change. I mean, you know, Rutgers and Maryland are, are in the Big Ten. I, I mean, we've been dealing with you know non-traditional things for a long time. I think you do risk at some point making things, alienating people to the point that certain people are less engaged over time, and it can just be a small you know part of your audience. But over time, that can really matter. I'll, I'll tell you, for me, flat out right now is if when they have a twelve-team playoff. If they do not give a pass to the group of five teams or other teams, if it winds up being only the four conference champions get auto bids, outside of covering Michigan State because it's my job, I will have almost no interest in the sport. I, I will not follow a sport that doesn't have a pass for everybody to get there. It's what drives me right nuts about college football right now. I thought they, they fixed it at 12. If they go back that way, um, it, it'll, it'll be for me, it'll be something that pushes me away. And I've got lots of other sports to follow. I just, I, I just, it won't bother me to leave it. But you know, and I think I've talked to enough people in the last day or so where something about what's happening is going to make it less special, less fun. And when you when you make things less than, it's just, it's a it's a little bit dangerous over time. Not that the sport's going to disappear, but I think there is a, a danger in alienating your, your 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 fans. Well, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is appealing because. 
of the underdogs because of the 12 5 upsets, because of a number one going down, which is a rarity. It's Maryland, Baltimore County. It's things you never see uh, coming. And I agree with you. I had Anthony Broom on earlier from the Wolverine.com, and he brought up something I haven't heard from anybody. They already have the buys aligned for the top four teams in this newly expanded uh, 12 team playoff. Why not just bump it to 16? Then you give the MAC. You give the AAC or whatever's left of that now with the transformation in Cincinnati, UCF, going to the Big 12. I'm trying to keep track of conferences right now. I feel like I'm at an air traffic control yeah. tower at O'Hare on where are you from, who's going where. And give, uh, you know, the it would be Mountain West, uh, uh, MAC, uh, it's an American Athletic Conference, I think it's called now. You give those three conferences a lock-in uh, that their winner would get in of their championship game. And now you're at, and you already have the buys built in for those weeks where you're going to do four games and the teams play up to play the top four. You wouldn't have to add uh, anything except, you know, being a top seed, you're going to get one of those lower seeds where we're going to get the game. It might be Appalachian State taking on Alabama. Can they do it, right? I wouldn't mind that. Like, I like the 12 because I don't think, you know, I mean, if you're Western Michigan, for example, um, you know, you've got to, when you're playing the five seed, if Western Michigan plays the best of Georgia or Alabama, almost every year that's going to get ugly. And I think there's at least a chance to be a little more competitive and you do reward people with a buy. But however they wanted to do it, it's not about whether, you know, Eastern Michigan can win a national championship. It's about whether they're able to have the dream that they can get the dance. Like you think about the NCAA tournament in basketball, what a championship is, is different to every team. For some teams, just getting there is a banner. For some teams, winning a game is a huge deal. For others, you go to the Sweet 16 at a certain mid-majors, they'll have a parade for you on campus. Other teams, it's a Final Four. You know, there's a number of, a lot of teams get to end their season feeling like they achieved. And, and an expanded playoff gives you that. And if, if you at least have what they have now, which is the six, and they were able to somehow keep it, and I don't think they will, but keep it to the six auto bids, that would be two leagues top that would outside of the uh, power leagues that at least would know they were getting their champion in, the two highest-rated leagues. And that would feel like there was, a, you know, there, was, there was something for everybody else. It wasn't quite so greedy. It wasn't quite... Uh, it just—it's a little ugh, right now, and and I and I, the Big Ten I used to always enjoy and stick up for, um, partly because they had you know they they valued certain things in college athletics that I thought were important in terms of broad-based opportunities and, and funding um, non-revenue sports and sort of what the whole idea of this was all about uh, better than the SEC did. But this this what they're doing now they're just you know this is this is greed and this is just being a bully and this is just. Um, making as much money as you can. Well, Cal Stanford, a lot of people ask me, why not just bring along Cal Stanford? They don't bring anything to the table in terms of TV ratings. And I know you'll say San Francisco, but you know, look at Rutgers, and I think the Big Ten learned their lesson. They brought Rutgers along. It really was in that East Coast TV market uh, that came with it. So Stanford Cal, the latest report, interested in moving to the ACC, which would be absolutely crazy. From that East Coast to the West Coast, so uh, no Stanford Cal. I, I, what, what's the next play for if the Big Ten wanted to go to twenty before they redid the schedules for two thousand and twenty four and two thousand and twenty five, because they added Washington and Oregon. Who are the who are the right to not not the academic fit? I'm talking 
uh, the two right, that so, fit yeah. the TV multi-billion dollar deal. So I, I would put an argument in for Stanford and Cal, even in this environment. And it's changed a lot. Like the idea behind Rutgers was the New York TV market right. for cable packages. And it worked for a while. Like to get the Yes channel to watch Yankees games in New York, you had to get Yes, you had to get the Big Ten network for a while. Right? That was the play. Well, we don't really do cable systems aren't built the same way now. So what matters to TV executives is the really big rating nights uh, on national games, on network games. And so that, that has nothing to do with, you know, oh, great, we got this New York audience. They're caring about national audiences. And you're right. Um, and I don't even think Washington brings that. Oregon does a little bit. But what Stanford and, and Cal do bring, other than being academic fits and being able to sort of pretend that matters to some degree anymore, is they, they give your West Coast schools travel partners that are um, more accessible and affordable. And then you've got Washington, Oregon, you've got uh, Cal Stanford, you've got uh, you know UCLA, USC, you've got pairs you know, of six schools out West that when they travel to each other, when, when you go play, when the Big Ten goes out West, they play multiple schools at once in non-revenue sports. There are other things that I think make a lot of sense. And the other thing about it is just from a competitive standpoint, you bring Oregon and Washington into the uh, Big Ten, it just gets harder for everybody to make the playoff. It's going to be harder for Oregon and Washington. This is not a, a, a path to success, just like it wasn't for Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC which I ultimately think won't make fans happy. Like if you're just unable, if you're hitting your head on a ceiling every year, if you're Michigan State, that's not going to make your fan base happy. You need teams you can beat along the way too. You need the Cals of the world. There's nothing wrong with having a Cal on your schedule. You know, if, if the next three weeks are Penn State, Ohio State, and USC. So, I, I mean, I, I think that's the other thing to consider um, that you're right. They're not going to bring giant TV ratings in. And outside of Notre Dame, I don't know if there's anybody who um, elevates your 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 next media rights package or has them tear this up. The two teams they would love to have beyond Notre Dame um, are like North Carolina and, and Virginia. If the ACC ever fell apart, I think those would be the two that would be their sort of their ideal preference of teams that could have perhaps be gotten out there. And they would help basketball, but North Carolina has come a long way in football here over the last decade. And, you know, Clemson, Florida State, I agree with a lot of people. They seem to be the right fits for SEC East. Uh, Miami, I don't know if they're a fit for the Big Ten, but you do get the Miami uh, TV market. We'll see. If they're going to move fast, they need to put together those schedules, I would say, within the week or so. And I know the latest story says, Cal and Stanford are interested in moving to the ACC. Man, mm. it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah no, and that and that seems like a weird. I mean, just the, the thing that really stinks is the Pac-12 was more prestigious than the Big Twelve. It was it was a it was just a, it was a, it was a great league. It was a West Coast league that fit there. You, you want you want a strong entire country of college sports, and, and you, the Pac-12 was part of that, and. And look, the problem they had was once they lost USC, one of their sort of pillars of interest, of national interest, it was going to be hard to get a deal for them because they don't have the intensity of fan interest. I mean, UCLA, I mean, they've got like 75 people at some of their football games, their basketball games. They may be a blue blood because of John Wood, but they've been hanging on to that for a while. You can see that many fans at Eastern Michigan as much as they have at UCLA basketball games. You go to a Stanford football game, it's like Miami, Ohio. I mean, 
the problem they have out west is there are a lot of things to do, and there isn't the same cultural intensity of interest. And, and that created an issue that, that they, they really couldn't overcome once they lost USC. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. More on that wherever you download podcasts. Lansing State Journal opinion maker. Also check him out on Twitter. Graham, wonderful conversation. Can't wait for football to start. Same here. Thanks for having me, Bill. Right, Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can get that winning feeling with money lines, props, parlays, and more. You can bet on your favorite sports and teams and take a shot at huge wins. And new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for just betting $5 on anything. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even bigger payouts. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers, like I mentioned, can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. We'll have more on the expansion of the Big Ten, what lies ahead for the future when it comes to Michigan football and also the first college football poll of the year. The preseason coaches poll came out. Michigan is at number two. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Not everyone is cut out for the closer's job. Most times, managers do have a feel for who can and can't handle the pressure of the ninth, but sometimes you just have to find out by throwing a pitcher into a tough situation. A.J. Hinch did that Saturday. Alex Lang was struggling with his command again. When he walked his third batter, A.J. Hinch called on Bo Brisky to get the final out. Brisky is a former starter. He'd never been in such a high-pressure moment. Two on, two outs, ninth inning. Brisky showed a lot of poise by striking out Isak Paredes on four pitches to pick up his first career save. It was only one batter in one moment. But A.J. Hinch found out a little bit about Bo Brisky and knows now that he has some options in the ninth. Huge here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Number 73 in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore Golf Course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations, or 
if you just want to book a tea time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tea time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats. To everybody at Tellymore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature shots, and Roots legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE to sign up. You'll get the promo hookups. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders on the exit of the U.S. women's team and that heartbreaking, how in the heck did it happen loss in penalty kicks to Sweden. He'll join us before the end of the hour. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com on the ever-expanding Big Ten. We did throw out our Budweiser Folds of Honor limited edition cans. Huge question of the day. Is the Big Ten done expanding? If not, what teams are next? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're also based in Michigan, here on the west side of the state. So everything they do is connected to the entire state of Michigan. 1-866-838-4843 on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. And opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Yeah. Uh, we talked last week, and, you know, we yeah. discussed possible expansion, and boom, uh, there's Washington and Oregon joining USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12, well, disbanded conference. Now they're going nowhere. Uh, who's next? Who, who do you think 
if the Big Ten is going to expand, what are the next two, if not four? Yeah, well, I'm interested in watching the ACC now and what they're going to do. Are they going to strengthen themselves? I saw some buzz or at least a report earlier, earlier today that they have some interest in Cal and Stanford, so they'd kind of be that coastal conference, as you and I talked about last week, that we could get. I mean, the ACC, somehow they'd get Pacific Coast teams on, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, but that's kind of the way things are going right now. So I'm interested to see what the ACC does, because if they don't stabilize themselves, then maybe a Florida State or a Clemson would be next. Um, but at the same time, I eventually think those two teams will end up in the SEC. So I'm, I'm kind of watching the ACC, though, I'll say, and, and what's next for Big Ten expansion. But for me personally, I, I don't totally expect something to come soon on that front, but that's that's just a gut feeling because there's been so much buzz throughout the offseason on it, and you know, it took forever for even Oregon and Washington to jump on board. And here's the biggest question is that at what point are other Big Ten schools going to say, wait a minute? You know, we're not giving up millions to welcome in other schools unless they're really going to increase our TV money and revenue share. And I that's why, unless it's a Notre Dame, unless it's a big boy in college football, I, I don't know if Clemson moves a TV needle. I know Stanford and Cal didn't, but you do have Washington at number 11 in the first coaches poll of the year. You have Oregon at 15. You have Michigan at number two, it was nice of the coaches to give all their votes to Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, but no first-place votes to Michigan. But the juice, the juice to drive more TV money. And I just don't, I think these Big Ten schools are going to say, wait a minute, you know, and reports had Oregon and Washington taking lesser money early uh, to come in. I, I don't think they're adding teams unless they increase the TV cash. Oh, 100%. And that's what you know. What you kind of heard Friday morning, even when it seemed like things had hit a snag there with Washington and Oregon, that the rest of the Big Ten was saying, hey, uh, maybe we pump the brakes on this thing, adding those two teams. They went back to the Pac-12, had some more discussions, and it seemed like they were willing to take less of a revenue share early on, as you mentioned. So, And as you and I talked last Thursday, I mean, that's, that's necessary because the rest of these Big Ten teams, I mean – you know, at what point do they, you know, stop benefiting here? I mean, they, they don't make any more money from these teams unless they take a lesser revenue share. Um, and I also look at it from this standpoint, too. If you're one of these middle-of-the-pack teams like a Minnesota or an Illinois or a Purdue, do you really love teams that you mentioned are in the top 25 coming in and now becoming that maybe that second tier in the conference and then you get shoved down a notch? So there's a lot of different elements to this, not even just the money. I agree. That's why, uh, you know, I don't think Notre Dame's going to join a conference with the expanded playoff. There wasn't the expanded playoff right now. I think Notre Dame uh, would already be in the Big Ten or Big 12. I doubt the SEC, one of those two conferences, or maybe Notre Dame could have saved uh, the Pac-12 if there was only four teams in with that uh, automatic bid. And moving forward now, already talk of, Bowl partners with the Pac-12 looking at other conference deals. You get the expanded playoff from 4 to 12, but now could it go to 16? You got that buy with the top four. You add four more teams. Conferences want a bigger share of guaranteed bursts. I mean, it, uh, there's a lot to work out here uh, during this season to get ready for 2024. 
Totally agree. And you bring up a point I've been thinking a lot about, too, is the, the, the top six conference champions in the rankings get automatic berths starting next year to the college football playoff, the 12-team field. But now you have a conference with 18 teams. A lot of them are going to be pretty darn good, and you only get one automatic berth. Now you'll probably get you know several, you know, potentially three, four at-large berths, but that's just something to consider, too. And I think something that probably Oregon and Washington considered, or at least from what I've read, that's, that was the case, where they could go dominate the Pac-12 and get in automatically, but now it's going to be tougher competition for them. So uh, that, that's going to make things interesting with the Big Ten. And as we've talked in the past, it's kind of devaluing the Big Ten championship. I mean, you could go win the national championship and finish fourth or fifth in the Big Ten, which is just absolutely nuts. Well, and you could go down this road, too, where you remove the conference championship games and you just blow it open with the 2014 playoff like they do at D2, subdivision, and D3. Yeah, no, I I think if they expand any further – I wouldn't be shocked if they go that route or they take one regular season game away or something like that. But, um, you know, but, you know, it just doesn't seem like there are many considerations out there right now for the student athletes. It's all about whatever makes money. So then again, maybe they'll keep it all and just keep adding games and keep adding teams to whatever conference that makes the most sense to make the most TV dollars. Do you think Michigan, Michigan State, uh, will that become a, a two years on, two year off rivalry with the addition of? Oregon and Washington, once they sort out and redo the 2024-2025 schedule, that at least where we sit now, we'll add USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon to the Big Ten schedule. You know, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I would guess no. I would guess that they stay either with those protected uh, rivalry games, that model, or they go to pods where you could do four pods of four um, or no, you're going to 18. So I guess the math doesn't work out there. So they got to figure out exactly how they're going to do that. But I, I would imagine Michigan, Michigan State would would stay on. Michigan, Ohio State would stay on some of those other rivalry games because you know those are still important. Um, you know, and, it's, and that includes with TV as well. But the Michigans, especially in the first couple of years, I would assume they're going to play Oregon. They're going to play Washington. You know, they already have USC. Scheduled for next year, I know they're going to rip up that schedule, um, but UCLA as well, so they're going to try to get as many of those juicy matchups as possible. Clayton Safey, you can follow everything Michigan, including expansion in the Big Ten at thewolverine.com. My man, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. All right, Clayton Safey, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber, they get their beans from Central America. It is brewed in Grand Rapids. The nitro cold brew canned in GR. It's a craft coffee you can find in local stores. And also order up online for your home or business. Go to roastumber.com. Final segment coming up. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders. He is the head coach for the Byron Center girls team. We'll talk about the U.S. and their exit in that penalty kicks loss to Sweden yesterday in the World Cup down under. Conlon is up next. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net It is time to go inside the leadership locker room once again with Greg Harris. He joins us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Billy. Good to see you. All right, let's talk about that sage book and sage advice and 
uh, what you can bring to the table with people listening right now. The book itself was a wonderful project for me to honor my parents and grandparents and the wisdom they gave me, the sage advice. The sad part, Billy, is sometimes we don't listen. We think we know. And the book really, I hope, is a message for those that buy it and read it. Go back and learn from your elders and people that mentored you because they give you nuggets to live by. I didn't always do that, Bill. That's the part of the book. What do you think is the best nugget uh, somebody uh, who was a little bit older than yourself gave you that you still use today to maximize leadership? My grandpa was a good businessman, and he said to me, Hey, Greg, don't put lipstick on a pig. If it's a bad deal, walk away. And your grand... Father was a smart man. Smart man, exactly. Yeah, there you go. All right, Greg Harris again. uh, Sage Advice is the book available uh, wherever you get your books. And also you can go to uh, MaximizeLeadership.com to find out more. That's MaximizeLeadership.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VAI.org. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the promo hookups. Let's welcome in John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders. Get his thoughts on the U.S. women being knocked out yesterday in penalty kicks against Sweden. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, U.S. women's soccer, unfortunately, is done, and I think that's that's bad for soccer in the U.S., um, but it's, you know, it's something that happens. You can only stay on top of the mountain for so long. Yeah, I read your uh, and shared uh, your Facebook post, George Money, another coach in West Michigan I respect, and, you know, what you get is that they were the hunted, I think, as you said, uh, for yep. decades, right? We can go back to the early 90s. They were the hunted 
and at least we'll say the last 25 years. So now where they go from here, they had an older roster with some young talent, and it was kind of a mix where you're not going to push out the door those that have been connected uh, to the growth of women's soccer, this modern generation. But uh, what do you see moving forward for the U.S. women's national team? Well, first of all, let me say that the talent in the world, this is by far the deepest in terms of number of great teams I have seen. The quality is much higher. The world is catching up. Um, there's at least, oh, I mean, prior to this last round, there's at least 10 teams I thought could win it. So the U.S., you know, we got to get our stuff together because it's not like it used to be when you knew the U.S. would be in the semifinals or final every single time. I think um, the first thing we need to do is stop hiring foreign coaches. We don't need foreign coaches. We are the we are the measuring stick in the world. I don't understand why we would hire a Polish coach that doesn't understand American, you know, drive and kids. Like I've never understood that. Uh, second of all, I think. I think the media um, did not help this team. I think we put some people on pedestals that are 22 years old that weren't ready for it. And I think that causes division in the team when you have um, a mix of young and old. And I, I just think we did a terrible job marketing ourselves. And then, you know, you have, um, unfortunately, the polarizing social issues, which cause half our country to go against our own team. And I, I have no problem with, um, you know, the lawsuit and with Rapino and some of the things that she's done to move uh, women's athletics forward. But you can't say it doesn't affect an organization because it does. It is almost impossible to win any type of championship. you got to get everything aligned, every person aligned. You have to be perfect in all areas. And when you have these other things, these outside things, it, it causes chemistry issues. It causes issues in your infrastructure. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to clean up for sure. So uh, what's uh, the quick fix uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team that they're maybe discussing already? Um, let's get rid of some of the old old players. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, and I know people are attacking Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino is one of the top five players the U.S. has ever had. And you can't say she's not a great player. Whether you like her politics or not, she's a brilliant player. But she was not brilliant this World Cup. Um, she was 38 years old and looked all 38 years old. And I think we need to start anew. You know, we have some very good young players on the team. We have some injured young players like Swanson and Pugh um, that couldn't play in this World Cup. I think we ignore the critics and come back hungry and, and win the next World Cup. My prediction is we come back and demolish the world in the next World Cup. I, it is, sometimes it's really good to get your tail kicked. And I think it was good for U.S. women's soccer, good for our association, and good for all the arrogant uh, people out there that think we're unbeatable because we're not. I mean, the world is catching up. John Conlon, he is one of our soccer insiders, also head coach of the prestigious Byron Center High School Girls Program and one of the most respected coaches in the state, if not the country. Johnny, appreciate the update, and we'll talk soccer soon. Yeah, I will say, don't turn off this World Cup, though. The quality is the highest I've ever seen. There's plenty of other great teams to watch. Agreed. I, I, I couldn't believe how good the South Africa team was, and they, they won their first World Cup game, I think, you know, in 2019, and how fast it's coming, and it says something about the year-round commitment, and also I think MLS needs to get together U.S. women's, U.S. men's, and figure out a way 
to keep these parallel lines. I'm all for the equal pay, uh, but MLS teams need to house young girls training academies with professional women's teams, in my mind. I agree. I, we need to find well, – last thing, I know you got to go, but last thing is we need to find a way to make soccer less expensive for everybody in this country because we are missing a lot of athletes. Just know that. Amen. 100% can be an exclusive uh, club thing. It has to be where more kids get an opportunity to play because a lot of these kids then will give it up when they're 12 or 13 because the parents can't afford to travel. Trust me, I've been there, done that, right? Yeah, it's it's tough. It's sad. I mean, it's it's an uphill battle. And, you know, honestly, like you look at England, like those girls who are on the English national team, they weren't paying anything from age 10 to 18 because they were playing in the professional academies over there. And it showed. It really did. And still is showing in this World Cup down in New Zealand and Australia. Johnny, got to run, get to the end of the broadcast. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you. All right, John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, talking about the U.S. women. Their exit, their earliest ever uh, from the World Cup, and also what lies ahead in the future. Now, if you missed any of our huge opinions today, any interviews at any time, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All free podcasts. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.